is the On Call Podcast, your home for sports, news, pop culture, tech, and the obscure. And of course, your host, Michael Meyer. family to do a special edition of the on-call pod because in a few hours me and the missus are going to the hospital for the birth of Jackson and uh, if you noticed the last the song that played there was the song for Jackson rather than the uh, monster cat song now Nicole finally agreed to be on again because uh, she is not a podcaster, not a fan of doing any of this. And another special guest would be my mom because I had some questions for the ladies as to what, what, we're, what we're expecting, what we're hoping, uh, things that you know I missed out on on my daughter and didn't get a chance to see. And uh, you know, my mom. As Grammy missed out on a, a bunch of things that I'm sure she was hoping for. So I wanted to have a very heartfelt episode of the On Call podcast tonight before we hit the hay because we have to be up in a couple of hours. So when people listen to this, we will have already had jacks because it's 930 now and we have to be up in five hours. Leave in six hours. We are first case, so Jax will be born by the time anyone listens to us. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome. You have stage fright? No. <laughs> Somebody say, thanks for having me. Thanks. What's up, babe? Something. <laughs> this is why I don't do this. <laughs> Deer in headlights. <laughs> and... For some other people who've never heard the voice, Debadu, how are you? The Grammy. <laughs> I'm so, good. <laughs> so this is this is it. We are at the we're past the home stretch. Are we? Of this process, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's wait until after tomorrow. Of course it. She doesn't have to push him out, so it won't be so nearly into the into the gold. Mouth closer to the microphone. Okay, <laughs> you son of a no, nope. the gold right there. Look at you. Look at on the microphone. I see, honey. I that's, see. That's okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's a gold bar. That's it, Nicole. So uh, the last few months, it's obviously been all me talking about everything going on with the pregnancy. How do you feel? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you scared? 
what's what's the feeling? As he continues to headbutt me today, I'm kind of just ready for him to get out of my body. <laughs> I get that. It's really not the greatest feeling, but I don't know. I mean, I'm excited, but like I said, I'm not really all that excited about the ep- like the epidural, the spinal, whatever. Is that, do you think, because of being a healthcare worker and seeing how badly it's gone before in the past? Yeah, like one slip, man. Someone had one too many little vodka martinis last night, and they're not as accurate. <laughs> Bam. Can't sit up for three months without vomiting. Great. Great. You know. But, I mean, otherwise, I don't know. I got you. What do you... What is the thing you're most looking forward to initially? Is he going to get a little human? Yeah, like what's he going to look like? Is he going to look like me? Is he going to look like you? So your biggest hope is just to just to lay eyes finally after feeling him beat your ass for the past nine months plus. Well, he's only been beating me up for a couple months, you know. Can't hold that against him. But, like, I don't know. You see the ultrasound pictures, and you see those creepy little 3D images where he looks like a little alien, you know? <laughs> he right. does look like a little alien, you know? He looked all pissed off that one time. With a balled-up fist? Yeah. He looked mad. What are you angry about? I feed you regularly. <laughs> You're right. I know. Good food, too. Uh, what is your biggest dream and goal for him? Oh, I don't know. Are you hoping for an athlete? Are you hoping for a stats? Are you hoping for a politician, someone that can play us and do all that? Are you? No. I don't. I don't hope. I don't have career hopes for him. How would you feel if he was gay? It's okay with me. I've brought that up on that. Well, it's been brought up to me on the podcast and. I don't think you should have kids if you're going to be, like, pissed off if they're gay. Like, geez, that's pretty. I mean, there's a lot of things your kid could be that you could be upset about. Gay isn't one of them. You'd be happy to know I was very progressive in that line of thinking. And I was just like, I'm okay with gay. It doesn't. Partially, there's some sadness involved in, like, not carrying on the lineage and everything like that. But I'm just curious. I mean, he could get a surrogate. Just pop into somebody. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Madre, what are you, uh, what are you most looking forward to to get to do that you didn't get to do with Savannah? Because we didn't know she was mine until long after that fun initial. You know, like in the in the nursing aspect, you you understand there's a lot that grows on in that first six six months to a year as far as growth and bonding. The bonding is the, is big because I didn't get that with Savannah when she was little, you know. Um, so I do look forward to the bonding because he'll, he won't be like, like Savannah's gone every other week, you know, so he'll be the mainstay and it'll be fun to watch him grow. And become a human, you know. That we mold. Yeah, that yeah. you mold. We did. Have and, to and because you guys are, you, you're intelligent and you're kind 
And I think that um, that you mold him into the kind of person that you want, that he'll ha- he'll aspire to be more than an insurance salesman. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know, Savannah has actually mentioned wanting to be that because that's what her mom did for the longest time. And it's just so weird to hear a seven-year-old, a six-year-old at the time, even I think the first time she said it, like, when I grow up, I'm going to be an insurance lady. I was like, really? That's. I liked it better when she said, like, horseback rider or, like, yeah, know, give rock me the- star, astronaut. <laughs> like, just pick an outlandish one, you know? Give me Barbie Dreamhouse stuff. Yeah, don't give me. The most mundane. <laughs> I'm going to sell insurance and makeup. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Welcome to women in the 50s at the uh, best. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to think, like, I don't know. You know, when I was a kid, my mom worked in a factory. And, like. Yeah, but so did mine. Yeah. In the Midwest and everything. That's yeah. what, that's yeah. the best you can hope I for. Did. Yeah, my mom made contact lenses, you know. And then she got laid off. And then she worked from home telemarketing for a while, which is like a god-awful profession. And I begged her to leave the house and go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> and then she started waiting tables, you know. I don't know. I think that you always want to do what your parents. You look up to your parents, if that's good or bad, you know. But... At a certain point, the parent, I think, should say, no, don't be me. Be better than me. I, I agree. I agree with that. I but agree. they don't get it at her age. No, no. She doesn't, doesn't get it. She doesn't. You know? Because my parents, you know, I mean, my parents both have blue-collar jobs, and mm-hmm. it was evident. They didn't have to say those words to me, but it was evident that they wanted me to do better than them. So, I don't know. I think it's behaviors. I don't think you have to say those words, but I always knew that. It was understood pretty early on. My dad used to bust my balls when I'd bring home a 95. Why wasn't it 100? Mm. You know. Just because he knew I was capable. So, I don't know. I think that, you know, like like you said, like I don't know what you hope he grows up to be, but... Successful and happy? That's the, a good human. Uh, a good human being. Yeah. I do hope for a good person. Um, you know, I missed out on so much stuff early on that the very first solo encounter I had with Savannah was her going into the fetal position and crying on the tile for an hour and a half. So it's not funny, but oh my god, it hurts so bad to like. I'm your dad. You just met me, and just your first time alone with me, and I get to hear, "I want mommy." Where's Grammy? Because she already knew she already liked my mom right out the gate, and she wanted nothing to do with me. And I'm sure it had a lot to do with the fact that um, Elizabeth said a lot of bad things about me all the way up until then. I think it was the men because too many different men at that age. I don't think that she could possibly have understood the things that were said. But I think that you know, the different men that were coming in and out of her life. Like, the only decent man in her life was Grampy. And Grampy is not, like, hella hands-on, you know. He's there. He's Grampy. Mm -hmm. But he's not exactly, like, a loving, nurturing. I'm just super looking forward to the the first time he, like, grabs a finger. Comes to you instead of me. 
I mean, that's a ways down the road. Uh, like the, the fall asleep on the chest. If we ever get like a recliner and we're just laying there and like, he just falls asleep on me. Or when we have people over and they, he's just inconsolable. And then I just like, oh, come here, come here, bud. And like that calms him down. Like that will be a very defining moment for me because I have never had that. Um, with Savannah. With Savannah. And it's, I I have never been her favorite and I never had a chance to be her favorite. At least this way, I'm on a f- fair playing field, as it were. Like, I'm, it's not a competition, but to know that, like, I'm not starting so far behind that he can actually have a chance to love me right out the gate is very exciting for me. I'll let you be the favorite. I don't have to be the, I mean... Savannah already likes you more than me. When you go to pick her up, she jumps up down happy. Like, I'm just the guy that's always there. I'm just Mr. Consistent with her. So that's frustrating. I'm just very excited. I realize I don't elaborate excitement as much to you, maybe as you would hope. I think it's a girl thing with Nicole and Savannah. I think it's a lack. This is going to be live. I think that it's like, you know, a lack of relationship with her own mother. Like, I don't, I don't think that it's necessarily like just a me thing, but you know, we've talked about like, she's always, she's always going to chase her mom, like your sister, you know, she's always going to chase her. She's always going to want more from her. And I don't know if that's, that could be, you know, I mean, I hope that's what it is because I'm with her every day. You, you'll know when she gets older, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, it's she's she's a little girl, babe. You know, it's it's different, and it's I don't know, but I I it, I really don't think that it's anything that you can do any any differently. Mm-mm. Well, here's hoping this one, I can. Well, because you are who you are. You you're always you you come home. You know, you cook, you go to the grocery store, you do this, you do that. I mean, the good thing is, is that because he's not going to somewhere else, he's going to see that and he's he'll appreciate that and he'll grow up to be that kind of mm-hmm. human, you know, so he's good. So if nothing else, I'm hopefully growing a, someone that he can be a decent human being. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and on the Savannah side of it, you know, hopefully she sees that that's what a man should do. Yeah, and treats. And. Partner rather than. You know, like a caveman. So. I'm hoping. I mean, I think that's important. You know, I grew up in a very, very different household than we have. Yeah, that's true. Me too. I mean. So we all did. Yeah, Michael did too. My parents are very, not that my dad was not helpful. I mean, my dad, he did the man work, you know, he mowed the grass. He did the floor. He did do the floors. Actually, that was always the thing that he did. I don't know why, but my mom did all the day to day stuff. She did the laundry. She did the dishes. She cooked when she worked nights. She prepped dinner. And if she didn't prep dinner, then like I would cook 
from it's it's Savannah's age. I think about the fact that I cooked at Savannah's age and think about her touching a fucking pot, and I'm just like, <laughs> we would all die. Our house would burn down. She would find a way to burn down something from the microwave. Oh my god! Like it, she's so you know, helpless. She's so helpless. Oh. What do you want me to do with this? Where do I put it? How do I do this? Like. You know, like even just like her art thing yesterday, I'm like read the instructions. You are not illiterate. Read. Like she can't even do her little art kits without being read to. I'm like, I could cook chicken at your age. Like, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. And, you know, that's partially our fault, I'm sure. You know, I mean, how many how many threats can we make? I have to take down a TV well, now. Yeah, but you threats are not the key because no. you're, you're just making those threats and you don't follow through. Well, that's why, and then that's why the TV's going down. The TV in the bathroom's going down. She didn't turn it off like she was supposed to. I know. But like cooking and stuff. I mean, I could, we could show her to cook when we're cooking, but it's like, you know, six o'clock at night. You're just like, oh my God, I just want food in your mouth so that you can get into the bath and get into bed. But I don't know. It, it's just, you know, it was a different house that I grew up in. You know, my mom did cater to my dad. Like she very much so did, you know get him his glass of tea when he came home and she made his plate and she asked him if he wanted seconds and you know different times though yeah for sure mm-hmm. for sure yeah latchkey kids stuff like mm-hmm. yeah you think the latchkey kids are done you think there'll ever be another one actually shana and i were just talking about this COVID is probably starting a new generation of latchkey kids because so many parents apparently in lee county there's quite a bit of kids that are home like because Lee County had a bigger surge. So those kids, like in middle school, for instance, that people probably wouldn't leave alone yet, you know, like a sixth grader, you probably weren't leaving them alone all day, maybe for an hour before you got home from work. But now if you opted for e-learning, you're leaving your 12-year-old at home to do their e-learning because you have to go back to work. And your option was to send your kid back to school and be concerned about them contracting COVID or let him be at home and do e-learning and go to work because you got bills to pay people can't just not yeah. work you know and not everybody mm-hmm. has the option to work remotely i can't change band- band-aids from home we do not have as recession proof as our job is it does not allow for a remote now and those remote gigs are hard to come by and they you know aren't going to pay as well and you know so you have to look at you know a multitude of factors so we might see another generation of latchkey kids i hope so I think it's good. It's independence, you know, like we're, you know, like the kids playing even basketball the other day out there without us. Like, I feel like that's something that I did all the time. I played outside. Mm-hmm. I didn't live on a busy street. I mm-hmm. mean, we played outside and, you know, rode our bikes. But I don't know when you let go and let them do those things. I think it depends on the kid, but. I can't imagine letting Savannah ride her bike to Ava's yet. Right? That's what sucks. I can't imagine. It's two blocks. It's two blocks. I did that. I rode my bike around the block and came home when the sun was going down. What are you most looking forward to? What's the, what's the bonding? It's yeah. really just like you just want, you get to hold a baby like you did with Caden because yeah, Bug. Yeah, I had that with Caden, mm-hmm. you know, because she was there all the time when Bug was working, so. You know, it's noticeable. Yeah. yeah. You can see it now that they're older. You can definitely see a love that's stronger with Caden towards you than Savannah towards you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I worry. I don't know who's ever going to listen to this, 
from a psychological aspect, I do worry that Savannah doesn't truly know that kind of love. It doesn't seem to click. When you show it, it to her? It seems like she says I love you because she's supposed to say I love you. She mm-hmm. says it a lot recently. Yeah. Right. But like. It's overuse yeah. though. But when someone like, when Caden says it and she comes to you and says it, you can feel it. Like yeah. there's, there's a noticeable difference. A hug with love versus just like, I hug because I'm supposed to hug you right now. Mm-hmm. I do worry what might have been missed in Savannah's infancy that we weren't a part of. Mm. So it's odd, but I do think we're going to get to see a little bit of a psychological, sociological experiment. Well, you think about like our friends even, like we'll just leave everyone unnamed. You'll know who you are. But <laughs> but I mean, you think about our friends that split custody and like you can see the toll that it takes on their kids. And mm-hmm. you really can, mm-hmm. you know. And then you think about like some of our friends that are still together and maybe that's taking a toll on their kids, you know. And I well, think. Yeah, look at how unnamed. responsible she is. Yep. Compared to what this one is, you know, mm-hmm. and that's. And I don't know. I mean, they're together, but. She's so much more responsible and helpful. And it's not a huge age difference. No. And, you know, and and I do think, you know, Savannah's at an age, like, you know, she's going to be eight. She's at an age where things should start to change. Like, she should, she is in, like, a transitional phase right now. You know, from, like, a psychological standpoint, she should be starting to grow up a little bit, you know. But she almost doesn't want to, I feel like. Like, I feel like... She's reverted back to those babies a lot. I'm hoping that she's reverting back to uh, baby doll play. Because we're having a baby. For the baby. More so than um, a a negligence. or kicking. Baby's head button. Nicole right now. (laughs) Making her uncomfortable. It's just so sharp. It's like, Mm. ugh. So rude. (laughs) It's so rude. (laughs) But no, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, and like, it's so hard. Like, you know, Shayna was saying she's over Nerf guns today. I'm like, I'm over the baby dolls. Like, I don't even want to look at a fucking baby doll. I can't even (laughs) feign being like, oh, that's so cute. I can't even do it anymore. I'm just like, get the fucking doll away from me. She has gone through. It's been years. It's been years. Like, oh my gosh. And I remember. Yeah, it's hard to look at it as being a cute thing anymore. It's just not cute anymore. It was cute when you were three. Now I'm just like, God, if I have to look at another baby doll, I'm going to throw it into the canal. Like, I just. (laughs) And I know Stephanie feels that way about, like, Mario with Owen and, you know, Pokemon and stuff. But I'm just like, it's been literally five years of baby dolls. Yep. And she doesn't treat him any different. She still drops him, throws him, in, as all that shit. Like there's nothing. There's been no growth <laughs> from treatment for those poor babies. DCF <laughs> needs to get on these poor baby dolls. Yeah, I'm over the dolls. I don't know, but I just, you know, she should be. She should be in a little transitional phase growing up. You know, second to third grade is a pretty big transition. We're halfway through second grade. So, I don't know. We'll see. But it will be really interesting to see how different our son is in comparison to, you know, 
our, our friends with split households. I mean, it's very... Uh, we do click, we, we, we tick a bunch of different boxes as far as all of our friends between... Yeah, like we're not Republicans. We're super, I mean, I feel like our views are very different than, which is interesting that our friends, you know, that we're close friends with people who have drastically different views than us. A lot of it does play on, uh, I mean, college. I think there's a true trend and it's not even... The friend, our friends aren't stupid. They just haven't gone to college. So they didn't have to experience the same things that we had to experience. Well, that, and if you think, like, you know, we live in a small town. I think that that changes things. That changes the way you view things. And, you know, living in a small town makes everybody knows everybody's business. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. We live in a hardcore red area. I couldn't, I didn't. I didn't believe it until after the, the voting that it was. This past election. It is legit 80-20. It's pretty crazy. Red to blue. Mm. A lot of flags still flying. They got to let it go, man. Let it go. But Neither of you two voted, but uh, neither here nor there. Don't be calling me out. You know what? <laughs> That's rude. This, this man... I listened to his podcast today, okay, in the car. He's talking about newborn pictures. He uh, tried to say, let me let me correct him. Yeah, he correct tried to me. say that I spent $1,100 on newborn photos. Now, we all know that I'm a little crazy. You would have had they cost that much. I'm sorry I was wrong, but you would have spent that. Would I? Would I have spent $1,100 on newborn photos? If. <laughs> If they were, if, if you like the way they look, you would have done it. You would have. You, what, you, what am I saying? You would you have. You are a little crazy with the pictures. You know, $1,100. That's pretty ridiculous. Mike, he's only 11 days old once. <laughs> I mean, that is true. That would have been your rationale. Like, all right, babe, get some no. photos. Can't like put him back in there and take him back out. <laughs> Try again. Okay. Like as we've seen, there are no do-overs. So <laughs> no, they're like 400. All right, guys, if you listened to the last one, I was wrong. And it turns out that it's 400. That seems low. I'm guessing that doesn't count like a down payment. No, that's really what it was. 400 bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. I don't think that's bad at all. How she- many photos does that purchase? I think it depends on, like, how many she gets. Like, she usually, I think, always gives you, like, 10 or 15. And then, like, if you if there's more that you like, you can always get, like, 10 more for another 50 bucks or something. So it's 40 bucks a picture? I guess so, if you want to look at it that way. I mean, how else would you look at it? Her time. I mean, I'll tell you what. There's one thing you can't put a price on in life. It's your time. So... $400. That's what they, she just put a price on it. Okay. No, well, if, you're worth. If I work for three hours, I'm going to tell you it's not going to be for 50 fucking dollars. And this is why I won't take on call because I won't go see one patient for $90. Yeah, you're right there. <laughs> it will take me four hours. I, I went to school and got my degree and she's got a skill that I don't. So you know what, girl? Work it. That's what happens when you have a skill that other people don't have. Mm-hmm. I think during your maternity leave, you should take some classes and get your eyelash certificate thing. And Listen, you would think that I was 100% kidding when I said that. But seriously, like, 
The eyelashes, man. I wasn't. I didn't think you were kidding. I'm thinking, hey, hey, <laughs> Good hey. side gig. That girl can only do so many lashes in a day. Like, she, she'll need an assistant. I'm thinking there's honestly nothing wrong with that. Right? I know. I know. I don't know. I just. But no, I don't think that's bad. And you have to think, like, he might be, like, really hungry. He might be crabby. So, like, she blocks off, like, two and a half to three hours because you just don't know. You just don't know what the baby's going to be like. And he has to be sleeping. And that's why it has to be done in the first two weeks because that's when they're the sleepiest. So. I get it. I apologize to whoever has listened <laughs> to the episode. I mean, it just came out this morning. So hopefully you listen to the this one. I'll put a I'll put an ad on this one. I'll boost this one so people can listen to it. I think people would like to hear. Uh, how would you rate your pregnancy like? Terribly uncomfortable, the worst thing on the planet. Hey, I enjoyed it. Good way to dry me out. Who knows? How how did you feel about pregnancy? I mean, honestly, like, it really wasn't a bad pregnancy. Like, see so many people that had bad pregnancies or, and you know, I'll tell you what. One thing people should never say to a pregnant woman is wait until and then insert something shitty. Like I don't know why people think that you should say that to a pregnant woman. I do think that's something. Uh, Bill Burr even made a joke about that. Oh, you thought two was bad. Just wait until the the, the shitty threes and the the shitty fours. It's just you don't know anything about the fours because your right. kid's only two. It's just like. Why? Why? Why are you just building everything up to be the next worst step? So, I think in general, I'm a relatively positive person. I will say, you have... My next wife, it's... You put a lot of pressure on her. (laughs) What do you... Because you were such a good pregnant person, as far as, like, morning sickness was, like, two, three days... Uh, you, you weren't mind over matter, man. You weren't <laughs> terribly crabby about it. You didn't bitch about it until the last couple of weeks. Of the uncomfortableness of just my fat baby just filling up your belly. You were. You and were he's fat because of you. Okay, uh, you're you're the giant person. Okay, I'm whatever. average size. I'll take, I'll take the blame. But you worked your ass off the whole way through. It's hard. My next wife is going to have a lot to live up to. I hope I hope our next pregnancy is as you good better, as this one. Better not fuck it up, man. <laughs> you keep talking about the next one. I'm hoping you're, the next one is this smooth because I really couldn't. Uh, from the husband's perspective, other than the fact that you work so goddamn much that I have to do more women's work. <laughs> and the fact that you don't know how to tell time. I'll be home at five, seven o'clock rolls around. I'm sorry. You, that's I couldn't have asked for more as far as like just not hear the same whining, complaining. You just put it on a face and just it's time to go to work. You got shit to do, money to save. Life goes on. It's not, not a reason to bitch, but at the same time, for women that do have horrible pregnancies, like you know, I'm sure I'm sure there are women that have horrible pregnancies, but I don't know. I also just, I just don't think that, 
You just can't stop. I mean, what if it had been a horrible pregnancy? Like, as long as I'm healthy and not bleeding and the baby is okay and, you know, you kind of have to just put your fucking big girl pants on. Like, what was I going to do? Like, not work. Oh, I don't, I have a tummy ache. Oh, I'm going to puke. I puked in a patient's driveway and then went and did a visit. <laughs> you know? That's Nicole. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. I can't, you can't just stop moving. I don't know. How, but, how was I for you, mom? I didn't torture you too much, did I? I was healthier than I ever was in my whole life. I worked the whole time till the the day before you were born. Healthy. I didn't have any complaints. I didn't even have morning sickness. Never. I mean. I was just as happy as could be. It must be some Meyer DNA shit, man. We just, we just easy going babies. Maybe. I don't know. I said I hope he's as happy on the outside as he's been on the inside. Well, life's gonna ain't going nowhere but down. Why? Because he's living he's living the dream in a waterbed, <laughs> not having shit to do. It's probably true. But I don't know. I think it's been a really easy pregnancy. And really, like the only the couple days that I didn't feel great was you know, once I ate breakfast in the morning I was pretty much okay. Tired, but no more tired than when I worked night shift. And that didn't even give me a good reward, so you know. It's <laughs> true. But really, after that, like, those first couple of weeks, I felt fine. I wasn't even truly uncomfortable until the last probably two weeks. That's that's about right. That's when it really said in these last yeah. two weeks of just hearing every movement in the bed. Uh, yeah. Uh, it feels like there's just like a bowling ball like sitting inside of your stomach and like it doesn't move with your back. Like you like go to roll over and the bowling the ten pound bowling ball just stays there and it like pulls on your ligaments and you're like, Oh shit, I have to pick that up with me. Like it just doesn't feel right. And Mike came two weeks early, so So you missed I that. Did, I missed that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> but is it something to like really be like, oh, I can't go on about? No. It's not that bad. It's really not. You're strong anyway, Nicole. So I mean, yeah, we'll be all right. Be fine. But no, I just think the most annoying, the most annoying thing I think about pregnancy is people telling you wait until something shitty, and people telling you too how bad it's going to be. When the baby's born. Did you get a whole shit ton of people that would just walk up and touch your belly? I think I exude don't fucking touch me. So (laughs) I don't think that um, I had nearly as many as some people have. But like, you know, I had a couple little old patients ask if they could touch my belly. I mean, I don't know why people have that urge. I don't. You don't know me. <laughs> like, why? I, I kind of want to say, like, can I touch your belly? <laughs> Let me rub your fupa. But then again, you know, sometimes I'm, like, cleaning someone's ass or, like, packing a wound in their abdomen. So I guess we're kind of personal here. Yeah, sure, you can touch my belly. But I didn't get a, like, no random strangers just came up and touched my belly. I thought that's what it would be, like, in the supermarket. No. Somebody's like. Oh, my God. You have to remember we're going through COVID. Mm-hmm. No, that's not a thing. That could be yeah. beneficial. But Thank yeah. goodness. Huh? You know, but I've also been told, like, I don't think that I put off 
touch me vibes. <laughs> I don't think I put off touch me vibes. You know, yeah. I'm really not. You told me, Michael, before we were even together, that I intimidated you. <laughs> and you didn't even know me, so. Yeah, you don't give off much of a, hey, let's chat vibe even, let alone rub my belly. You know, I'm not from the Midwest, babe. <laughs> yeah, I'm an overtalker. Hey, oh yeah, oh you, I know all about that. I've been with you, buddy. If you need someone to talk to, here's my cell phone number. Like I'll just talk to anybody. No, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> I heard a patient ask Nicole the other day for her cell phone number, and she's like, "Uh, no, no." <laughs> Uh, you call the office and they have a number there. I'll give you that number. Do not call me. <laughs> you that know, when I like first her. started this job, here's the thing is when I first started this job, I didn't realize how invasive people could really be. A lot and of Midwesterners that were like, hey, send me pictures. that, you know how many people they have told me? They think you're a personal nurse. They do. This is a weird thing, I think. And maybe people are just saying it to be sweet. Let me know when you had your baby. Do you really think after I have my baby and I'm on, you know, 8, 10, 12 weeks off that I'm going to sit here and call former patients to go, hey, it's Nicole, your home health nurse. <laughs> Do you I just wanted me? to let you know I delivered my baby. I don't know. It's really weird. Like, are they saying it just to be nice? I don't know. Or like, you know, I really, I really don't know. And, you know, you take care of some patients for a long time, and that's a little different. Like, I have maybe three patients in the two and a half years that I've been doing this that, you know, really. Three? Mm -hmm. Your patients love you. The ones that I have seen, they they always want to know. They remember you, for sure. Try to remember the bowling ball lady. Good or bad? No, no, <laughs> no like uh. um, my patients in Venice. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just like, did she have the baby yet? You know, and you <laughs> yeah. haven't seen them for a while. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they, they know, and they. She told me the wife told me, she's like Nicole is so smart. But she doesn't make you feel stupid when you ask her a question. She said she can um, she can explain it in a way that you can understand it without making you feel stupid. She well, said, and I appreciate that. So that, well, that's our that's, job. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's our yeah, job. Oh, that's very especially rare. Especially in home care. I mean, I think yeah. that especially when you're in people's homes, you have to be able to break things down to how they understand it. I mean... You know, and I, I don't know. I tell people sometimes if I don't know, I'll just say, I don't know. Let's look it up. I don't. Right. Our, our infection doctor, Dr. V, <laughs> you know, every patient gets an infection from. So my patient Dirk today was, uh, well, I need these steroids from, for my knee. And I was like, no, 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 no. You got to wait till everything's gone. You can't have any lingering effects of your antibiotics or anything like that because steroids suppress uh, the inflammation and the inflammation is what's attacking the viruses that you get and everything. She's like, why can't people just explain? Why did this tell me no? Or if I, if I have a question that something's not directly related to what I was referred for, why do I have to go to a specialist for every single thing? It's like, I don't know. Healthcare kind of sucks right now for 
like from a patient aspect, if you have more than one thing wrong with you, sucks. Mm-hmm. Everybody specializes. But you know what? I respect a doctor referring me to a specialist rather than staying, take, taking it out of his lane. Like, I find... <laughs> they even I, said that. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a kidney. I stay in my lane. Uh, yeah. Right. Dr. Cho. Right. And it really bothers me when doctors do step out of their lane, especially as a, you know, and if you're I've not had, good at it, I've had that happen. Even if you are good at it, your patient has a cardiologist. If you're a primary care doctor, yeah. shut the fuck up about their beta blocker. You don't know. You didn't read their echo. You didn't look at their heart. You don't know. And you're likely whatever you're going to say is going to be to the detriment of the patient. Just shut the fuck up. You don't have, you didn't do that fellowship. You didn't do those years. You didn't put that time in. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what article you read. Call their doctor. Call the doctor. Fucking talk to him. Collaborate. Don't be a sack of shit. They're not calling a doctor. No, no one talks to anybody. And that's probably the most frustrating part about our healthcare system is we have so many old sick patients with 10 12 problems at once and no one talks to each other and shit we have a lot of old sick doctors and that's <laughs> what the, the problem is they don't communicate because they're just trying to get their check and go yeah it's frustrating i don't uh i don't know i don't know what you how you fix that but people are just living so long that we <laughs> just i mean throw whatever throw it at the wall and see what sticks sort of thing going on right now Kind of the treatment, yeah. So. All right. I'm done bothering everybody. Thank you for coming and finally agreeing to be on. I hope we have some more conversations about everything going on with the baby and where where we think you're at. There's people out there that follow parenting podcasts and, you know, like the what to, there's a reason what to expect when you're expecting is such a huge book and so many movies out there of newborns and like the <laughs> what happens when the babies are born and just com- com- comedy ensues. What to expect though, because everybody's so individualized. It's hard to say, put everything in writing because you didn't have any problems. I didn't have any problem. Some I kind of knew what to expect. You know, I watched my sister go through it. I watched my sister go through hell with her pregnancies, uh, and, then fat I, head Danny. Was, and then mine was so easy peasy that it was that was crazy. You know, it's like she went through hell the whole pregnancy, and I just slid on through. And it's like mm-hmm. so it's so individualized. It's well, even each pregnancy. Yeah, like, I mean, like yeah, your Tina, next one could suck. Well. Tina, all three of hers were bad. Like, she puked every single day. Like, the whole fucking time. And I just... I remember thinking that, like, when I found out I was pregnant, like, oh, my God, what if I'm that person? Like, I really don't like to puke. But, <laughs> but you know, I mean... It, you know, Stephanie was sicker with her second than her first, I think. You just don't really know yeah, how you're going to handle it. But I do think age matters. Like, I do think, you know, I'm 30. You know, you watch 18-year-olds, like, they're pregnant like it's nothing, and babies just slide out of them because they're fucking kids having kids at 18. But Yeah, their I bones mean, are still soft. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, but I don't know. I mean, I think that, like, if we have more kids, it'll be 
two years. Like it'll be quick. 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 Yeah, because yeah. I want them close together. I want them to have each other. That's one thing I'm sad that Savannah doesn't have. Mm. She's excited now, but in a year or two, she's going to be annoyed. I was going to say, yeah. I don't think it's going like, to take a year. No, I don't think it will either, but... Oh, you don't think so? I think so. Yeah, I don't think it's... What? She, she's very immature. She's still, she, she's still doing the same cartwheels now asking for the to be the center of attention. I worry because she's not going to be the center of attention when people come over here. She's going to get mad. She's yeah. going to go in her room and play with Caden and the girls. She's she's going to be fine. I'm she's hoping. She's going to try to keep Jax out. Yeah. I think that within a six-month, two-year, she's just going to try to keep him out, and she's just going to play with the girls. Yeah, I think it's a she, big she, gap. I don't think she'll be. I don't think she'll be. Uh, Boys rule, girls drool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you wish you had a sibling growing up? No, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was so close to my cousins growing up. That's true. How about the one that's blocked me on Facebook? <laughs> I wasn't close with her anyway. Maybe that's why. Maybe like during that this whole family turmoil, I think the biggest reason why it hasn't affected me near as much because you never were. We weren't with close her. with her. Yeah. Like if. Why not? Was she close with anybody? Or was she uh, always kind I of. I wasn't close with him. I wasn't close with. She, no, they didn't live. They lived we, in Rockton. We all lived. At, yeah, they lived so, in Rockford. We <laughs> right lived in, all in a little little few block area or within a mile or so of each where other. Where the kids could ride their bikes to each other. And, and well, my mom took care of all the kids while we worked. You know, me and my sister worked. Yes, yeah, so like me, Danny Ho. They all were there Tristan at Grandma's Bug. house all the time. And then on the weekends, if I'd go to Grandma Myers, I had like Robbie, Nick, and Steve. Yeah. Like, we were close. It was, uh, I'd spend maybe like a full month, 30 full days a year with them. Mm-hmm. Well, with the one that blocked me, I Never wasn't yeah. major holidays for an hour or two at Grandma's house. Well, maybe that's why she feels the way that she feels. Why am I the only one that's fucking blocked then? Oh, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I have no animosity. You're just such you an know. asshole, babe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. But. I got nothing but love. If if I, if they want to keep me blocked, they can keep me blocked. Yeah. I'm here when they want to be family it. again. Yeah. Life's too short for that shit. That's right. Bigger fish to fry. Thoughts and prayers of Hank Carolyn. Yep. She's going to be, you know what we got? I'll be, I'll give you guys an update. So, um, my aunt Carolyn is very sick. We, she, we're going through immune therapy and we were looking up Eastern medicine because in me and Nicole's experience, we've dealt with a lot of people who've been very sick, who did not respond well to traditional treatments here in the United States and used supplemental Eastern medicine, that being, you know, mushrooms or whatever they were at the time. So we were doing a little research stuff. We are not shooting down Western therapy. We are hoping to supplement to try to, it's nothing that's going to hurt you. So we ordered some chaga mushrooms to try to supplement to give tea just to give her a chance. So as everything progresses, um, I got some dried chaga mushrooms from uh, this. This batch was from Siberia to hopefully combat it with some good tea. 
is any any chance you can get. If anyone has any idea of things that they've done for cancer treatments besides the immunotherapy immunotherapy that we're doing now and now the tea, you know, I'm open so I can I can research it and go through some uh peer reviewed studies, not just a Facebook mom posting it. Yeah, we looked at actual studies. Yeah. We purchased the mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really interesting to look at Eastern medicine. I think that in America, you know, people look at it as kind of hokey. But, I mean, I'd rather eat a mushroom or some tree bark than <laughs> than inject my veins with poison. So. Oh, I agree. I you know, agree. the chemo is so toxic. The mm-hmm. immunotherapy is, I mean, it's terrible on your body. I don't know. I mean... I think she's very brave going through the treatment to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I think my mind is more open to other therapies because look at mom here and her supplements from nootropics to try to find ways to just improve energy and mm-hmm. mental health versus, I mean, I don't even know what, I don't even know what. It, I don't I don't even like know what pharmaceuticals, it, you know, like, like true pharmaceutical companies. I think they're just out for, a quick buck because you take this and it has that side effect, and then mm-hmm. you take this and it has that side effect, and then we're you good take at treating side effects to combat those side effects. And I will say, I am a huge conspiracy theorist with big pharma. Oh, huge, huge, huge! Yeah. So I'm sure that if anyone high up ever listens to this, they will just take our podcast down. But I really think the big pharma is just you know they are so evil. They're the root of evil, and they just, <laughs> with their money. Oh, I agree. They I, would never allow. There could be cures for AIDS, cancer, all kinds of things, and they would just never allow it to be released because they would lose so, so much, much money, money because the treatments, you I'm know. A, I agree. <laughs> why in Australia? What was it, babe, in Australia? Something was $8. It was 8 fucking dollars for a 30-day supply, and here it's like $2,700. That congresswoman was talking about it. Uh, I mean, even insulin. Insulin in the U.K. Is, almost, is nothing. It's disgusting. Like, why, why, why? And the fact that our society has allowed it to get to the... is just... I don't know. I feel like it's partially society's fault because... Even uh, they want the drugs. It's just... They the, want a miracle cure, instant cure, and that's the why. vaccine. the The vaccine for the yep. COVID is going to be more expensive to the United States than it is to the UK because, as much as uh, the yellow man talked about it, he did not actually provide money to Pfizer or AstraZeneca. So when theirs get released, the UK is going to have a huge decrease in cost than we will. See, and here's my other thing. So where do we see the highest rates of COVID and poor areas, right? Mm-hmm. Poorly educated. I, in rural areas, yeah, poorly the boom, educated. The boom now, yeah, but like initially it was in just metropolitan well, areas. Well, big cities for obvious reasons, you know, dense, more people, numbers, yes, but... You know, the rural areas are a real issue. I mean, those areas aren't going to be able to afford it. How are they going to get, how are they going to get access? It should just be provided at this point. We're in a global fucking pandemic. Mm -hmm. The vaccine should be free. Seriously, cut the costs from, I'm going to say it, 
the military, cut the cost from the military, cut the cost from, I mean, there have got to be so many nooks and crannies that you could cut costs from to put the country in a better state. You know what I read today? I read a random thing today. Something about people, about billionaires and how no one should be a billionaire. And you know what? I agree with that. What the fuck do you need a billion dollars for? Right. Why? You should have read AOC's tweet today about that. Everyone's up in arms. <laughs> Everyone's up in arms about taxing and all the stuff that they've talked about taxing. He's like, yeah, we're trying to tax heavily the, the, the 15 richest people on the planet. And you guys are mad at us about it to make sure that you guys we're trying to give you free health care and free college. And you're mad at us about it. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah like, I'm with you. Oh, I'm sorry. We want to provide a better life for people like People are so short-sighted. They're taking my freedoms. They're taking my freedoms. And I just don't understand. <laughs> like, I'm over here trying to build our savings account so that we can flee to Sweden one day. Because, <laughs> because seriously, f- healthcare is free. Yeah. You know, you get a year off work when you have a baby. I wouldn't have to be stressed out thinking about when I'm going back to work. Because... Sounds like communism to me. You're a communist, you know? It's basically uh, Russia. The, right? The amount I of... Just, our friends, it's really, it's really shown a light in everything the past year. Yeah. The, the way people equate communism to socialism. Well, it's just so frustrating when people aren't educated. It's so sad that people think socialism is so bad. And, oh, it's, it's true. So socialism to communism. That's not the same thing. Not even close. No. Social services have nothing to do with taking your guns and owning everything you make. It's not right. I don't I don't get it. It sucks. Some of our close friends I lost a lot of respect for the way they attacked everything. Yeah. Sad. This was supposed to be a Jax episode. I won't, I, won't, I won't cut it out, but Well Think about it. Okay. We have to think about these things. It's true. He's the future. His future. You know, we're gonna die. We're gonna die in fifty years. Like we'll have to save an extra few bucks for people who wanna hop on board the plane to fly over to uh, Holland or Sweden, Norway. I'm trying to think of places that I would retire to to escape. I know. But you know, you have to think about that. That is another thing. I I will say like having a child does make you think about like wow like the world that we're in right now you know it's kind of scary it we did we did scary. not pick a right time to bring someone in it's okay i it, mean it, it never we didn't pick it what is a right time <laughs> it, true because you you know with each generation people think of that all the time because things change so much you wonder is that a, is this a good time is this a good time you always wonder if you're doing the right thing. True. Well, and it's think always going to be a question. 10, 15 years ago. So if you think when we were teenagers, you know, in high school, and we were starting to think about going to college and things like that. So you're two years older than me. Mm-hmm. Good you math. Could, you could go to school and get a business degree and you could go get a job like that. Like nothing. You could go get a good job making 75K a year like nothing back then. I did not go to a school that talked about business degrees. That was never once brought up in my... That's true. That's true. But I will say that market was oversaturated. But 
you could you could do that at that time in 2002 back then you could go get a general degree bullshit your way through school easy peasy good then we had the economy went to shit housing market went to shit we had that big downturn that was right when we were becoming adults which yeah. which downturn are you talking about Oh, the housing yeah, market collapses in 2009. Yeah, 2008, 2008. 2008. That was when I graduated high yeah. school. I was already home from the military. That, I mean, 2008 was when I graduated high school. So, you know, I'm entering the world. You're entering the workforce. And it wasn't, you know, those jobs that you could have, when I was going to enter college, you could have gotten, you're looking at, you could have gotten those jobs with a, with a bullshit, I mean, not to say a business degree is bullshit, but it's kind of a bullshit degree. It's very generalized. You know, you don't have any true skill. You have a general degree that someone's going to have to train you, you know. So. Was it like the AA degree? It's kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, you know. So you get that degree and you think that you can come out and make 75, 80 grand, which is a lot when you're 18. And then kid in my nursing class, you know what? He did that. He was about five years older than me. And he ended up coming back to nursing school because he lost his job and couldn't find anything paying over 40 grand a year. That sucks. Like, so that does suck. That sucks. So, I mean, you think about those things for your kid. What's it going to be like in 10 years, you Mm -hmm. know? And what I tell my kid to go into healthcare right now. I mean, not at the current trend. Like, I don't even have words. Just. I mean, they keep cutting for Medicare. Mm-hmm. If you if you eliminate Medicare, the healthcare industry will be fucked. And there's going to be more and more people for the next 15 years that need healthcare with no way to pay for it. If you eliminated healthcare, if you eliminated Medicare, we would have a complete collapse in the U.S. economy. Mm-hmm. It would be really bad. Mm-hmm. Really bad. So you would have to go to a more socialistic um, mm-hmm. healthcare system because nobody that's could why afford I, to pay for it. Yeah, um, that's what, that's the reason. Looking know. on the the money savings and expenditures, it actually saves three trillion dollars over ten years than privatized insurance that we currently have. It's just that transition program. Lord knows how long have we we're, we've supposed to have been uh, electronic charting. That's been supposed still to be a thing in like 2010, facilities. and there's still facilities all over that are still using paper because the fine costs less than the program. The program. So we suck at transitioning and being on the forefront. Like, okay, well, so this is what it's going to be. Let's take the lead now and do it. No, no, let's just wait. We kick the can down the road. Yep. We need to get rid of privatized insurance because it's all it's doing right now, especially during the pandemic, it's making. United Healthcare made four billion dollars in the first quarter of the pandemic. In three months, four billion dollars. Oh my gosh! Come on, people are dying and losing their jobs, and they're just raking in record profits. Yeah, that's yep. crazy. It's disgusting. Big business. I mean, it really is. Kind of like the pharmaceutical company. Legit, just raking in the money. Mm-hmm. How is it? So, in healthcare perspective, how is insulin not one of the Essential free. drugs, like essential. it should like, be, like the free uh, yeah. antibiotics. Like, yeah. why is it not just free? Really, I let them die. I've had so many patients that are just like, oh, I had to choose between eating 
and taking my insulin. But you yeah. think about the repercussions of uncontrolled glucose. Think about how many diabetic wounds we treat on a fucking weekly basis that had their diabetes been better controlled, you know, maybe their wound would be healing better. Maybe we wouldn't be treating this wound for two years instead of, you know, four months. Plus all the other organ failures. Absolutely, absolutely, you know, there's just, it's It's too much. We don't practice preventative medicine. We just don't. We're barely tertiary. I've talked about that during the podcast. Mm -hmm. Primary health care for mental health and preventative maintenance would just be phenomenal if we could do that. Mental health is so overlooked. It's so fucking depressing. And in our society, if you think about, you know... Saw another. I saw another thing the other day. Someone put up said we should stop glamorizing overworking because we should. Like we should. We're stop. the only country. We should stop glamorizing that. Yeah. That shouldn't be a priority. Like bragging about how much you work should not be your. It shouldn't. You, that's not a bragging it point. It shouldn't be like. I mean, the fact that you have to work like that, or you feel that you have to work like that. Isn't a good thing. It's not a good thing. So tell me about your vacation that you took. Don't right. tell me about you had to put in sixty five hours last week to make sure that your power didn't cut off. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad that's not why I put in sixty hours, but shit. You know? I don't know. I think when I work that much, there better be a reward at the end of it. <laughs> not my power staying on. Fuck. But you I know, you. the fact of the matter is people making minimum wage putting in their sixty hours. It's a necessity. It's a necessity, not yeah. a... Because they get reward afterwards, you know, because they can have it. But it's a necessity. It's a necessity. Yeah. And I don't know. Our society is just... We're fucked. We'll find another country to move to, I think, by retirement age. I My dream was Denver. I'm hoping we can cre- create a better America that we won't need to. I was just going to say the same thing. I hope that we are exiting the shit show that has ensued over the last, dare I say, four years and <laughs> moving into better, better times that we're going to start seeing a transition and that all those people that feel slighted and that they lost unfairly. Well, or rather feel that they haven't yet lost. So I hope that they can start to see the forest through the trees. I'm not sure. Like, mom's never actually claimed to be one side or the other. She just doesn't seem to like uh, the orange man. But uh, I will say, um, as generations go, we are becoming a younger country. And this younger country is far and away far more liberal because... They are growing up in a point to see how bad things are and to realize the things they can't get. And, you know, our generation, we're just getting to the point where you can't afford a house and afford to go to college and pay off those loans. Pick one. House, career. But you can't, can't make any money without one <laughs> without having college. Mm-hmm. Right. So, sadly, mom's generation has... The the, pol- well, the politicians and lawyers are the ones that created um, huge tax breaks to corporations and to create the uh, higher tuition costs to offset military expenditures and things like that. Clearly, you're not the reason for it. Your generation is. 
that raised the cost of tuition. Mm-hmm. So when you were graduating high school, college was maybe 800 bucks a year. A house was $6,000 a year. And minimum wage is like $3. Uh, I Two? Don't, no, it wasn't that Less much. Than that, yeah. No. I, when I started working at 17, uh, it was my senior year uh, in December. I didn't, um, the minim, minimum wage was $1.95. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'm a little, I'm a little so that was for over 40 years ago. Not to right. know, put your age out yeah. there. But let's say, what is minimum wage today? It's gone up not even six whole fucking dollars in f- in that long. How? And that $3,000 right, house you, is now but, but $300,000. As a, as a nurse, as an LPN for tw- the last 20 years, my wage went $4 from... In the last 20 years. $4, that's $4 it. $4 was what I, from my start to my finish until I got my RN, that's all the increase that I got. So this is another thing we talked about. It don't pay to be loyal? It Well, it doesn't pay to be loyal. But, you know, before I left the hospital and that whole, like, pay thing. So I started six years ago. Five years, six years ago, I think. Moot. Twenty two eighty five an hour with my associate's degree as a nurse working in a large hospital. Magnet hospital. A magnet hospital. I got my bachelor's degree within 10 months, got a whopping 3% raise for that, and we got 3% annual raises. So, yeah, I was pretty pissed when I learned that I was only making like a dollar and 30 cents more than a new grad coming in. And I had been there for four years. I don't think that my knowledge and what I had learned and the skills that I had, I did charge, I did every position on the unit. It was worth more than a dollar and 30 cents more an hour. That's a slap in the face. And, and that's the thing. When, for those old timers who are um, committed to the, the, the facility, the facility or their company, they, they don't get promoted. They have new people that come in there yep. with a will, fresh degree and a fresh face. No, or even even anybody that comes in new will get paid more than you do after all your years of commitment. Yes. Oh, they will always start higher than you, and that's fucked. that sucks. That is fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they say the best and thing then, you can do is leave for two years and come back and demand your the salary increase from your job you were just at for two years. But you know, so. As you were saying, like, so generationally, so you say, so, okay, so your pay has increased, it, it increased marginally throughout your time as an LPN. It was like, that was awful. That was so yeah. awful. Sense. P- nothing. Cost of living, just to live. Like, oh my God. Like, that's one thing I hope for our child. I hope that he never has to think, choose between college and a house. Like, Jesus, that's terrible. Like, you or think medication about. medication and food. Right. You know, yeah. you, you think Kills about. Me. How how do you make those choices? You know, and it's these old feeble people who they don't. There's no alternate option. I can just pick up extra and do this and this to try to make my money to, to get both. Well, you're 70 years old. You can't get a part time job doing it. You can't not not or, every 70 year old can be a greeter at Walmart. Even more. 
more sad. The patients that do pick up to do those things and then like their bowel ruptures and then they end up with a colostomy Mm -hmm. and now they can't afford their apartment and they apply for a one month help thing, but then they can't go back to work because they had this surgery and they had complications. One, you're one step away from being fucked in our, in our world. Look at it, Carolyn. One's exact. That's a prime example. One, one One. bad thing. And Mm -hmm. I get it. It was a very, it's a very bad, it's a big, bad thing. It's a big, bad thing. She's not the only one. No, there's a reason. And I feel like we're in a a decent position for our age, but it wouldn't take much. No, but like, and Carolyn, there's, those those drugs are available and everything because it happens enough that a company sees a chance to make a profit on it. If it was so rare, there would be no treatment for it because a drug company wouldn't have invested their time and money into making it. Right. So it's so common. So unfortunately that she immediately had to stop work mm-hmm. and then lost all of her insurance. And then who has to pay for all that stuff? The testing and all that stuff. You know, and it's hard to get help it's such a long line like if everyone had already had medicare and everything there would have been no transition right she would have been straight to bam treatments there instead of having to go through the red tape of uh switching over applying for that that, you know uh, i have to be on disability now because i I can't afford it well well, it looks like you just had a paycheck a couple of weeks ago it says you can you got this money right uh and it sees it shows here uh from our last update on your insurance uh, 90 days ago that you had uh, health care insurance provided by your employer. So we can't help you until that lapses. Mm-hmm. Like that happens every day. So it's like, well, you just went from a decent situation, a not terrible situation to now you're completely fucked. Mm-hmm. Everything's ruined. Man, we really deviated from the Jack's episode. <laughs> we'll have to go on and have a healthcare conversation again. But you know, we'll continue it. You guys... Have a wonderful night over in podcast land. And uh, you'll see some pictures on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Instagram. This has been the On Call Podcast. We're going to go pack our go bags and uh, take a nap. We're going to go have ourselves a baby. You excited? Yeah. (laughs) I can hear it in your voice. (laughs) I'm not an overly exuberant person. I can tell. All right, lovers, friends, what's the other one? Associates, accomplices, acquaintances. It's been the On Call Podcast. I'm going to send you off with the Jack song again. <laughs>